Hello, PJ. Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. How are you doing tonight? Good, Sean. How are you? Doing good. Wanted to reach out to you tonight and, and talk about some of your stuff. You got some solo, two solo albums out now. And I know you got uh, a new album coming with Rod. You got some other stuff coming out. But um, before we get there, I want to do a little bit basically, a little bit of your history, even maybe a couple of steps before Trickster. And But we want to focus mostly on your solo stuff because you got some really, really good, your new album's really good. Um, and actually, before you say anything, I saw you do the live clip of, of warming up and you're doing um, Goldilocks. You nailed but it. he wasn't at soundcheck, so we were just kind of rehearsing it, and mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite songs. So I sang it really just to guide us through it. So uh, Kiss motivated me to, you know, follow this path, this pauper path. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I started out playing drums. I just gravitated right. I was always banging away on pots and pans anymore. I went to go start a band when I was a kid. I think 11 years old with some friends in school and I pointed to one friend, he was a guitar player, another friend, he was wanted to sing. And I had like three friends that wanted to play drums. And, you know, I'm like, so nobody wants to play bass, huh? I'm like, I guess I'll be a bass player. Fine. <laughs> and, um, you know, by default. And it turned out to be a pretty good decision. Yeah, I, I play guitar. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't call myself a guitar player. I play guitar. <laughs> well, you play more than cowboy chords though. I'm a cowboy chord, chord kind of guy, and then I can write guitar parts, you know, and yeah. um, textures, and you know, I can map out and orchestrate, you know, guitar parts mm-hmm. for songs. But you know, I wouldn't just pick up a guitar and go, "Hey, man, I'm gonna sit in and you know, just blow," you know, <laughs> I'm not that kind of, not that kind of guy. I'm more of a song, song and dance man. So you guys had obviously your big album, and then the second one came out, and by the time the second one came out, did pretty good, but then I think kind of grungy came around the time too, right? Yeah, it, it it hit the uh, the eye of the storm, so to speak, uh, the grunge storm that is. So you know, nothing we can do about that. <laughs> no, it hit a lot of people. But you guys did like was it one more album, and then you guys took a break, or we did. Um, yeah, after we toured and stuff on here, our second record, we took some time off, kind of regrouped, and then uh, we decided to. Just do a, a cover record just for shits and giggles. Oh, that's it's, right. That was a good album. Yeah, just I thought it was fun. There, you know, Steve had just built a studio in his house, and we're like, let's just be, you know, we're a band. Let's fucking work. We know we're not going to, you know, no one's putting out a new trickster record of new material, so let's not do that. Let's not force that issue right now, but let's yeah. just have some fun and do something weird and just for the sake of putting something out and go out, go back out on the road and, you know, hopefully somebody will come see us play. After the covers whole thing, um, we got off the road and we we're just like, you know what? We, you know, let's, let's put her in the shed, let's cover her up, put her in the shed for a little while. And, you know, you know, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's go get a new car. Cause this one's, this one's tired. Um, <laughs> so Steve and I just kept writing and recording and we formed a new band. Um, and that kind of took on four different faces, four different names Four or five, I don't even know. Um, that's why I think I'm confused. It was like 40 foot. Um... It was throwing rocks. Then it was soaked. Then it was 40 foot Ringo. Then it was stereo fallout. Um, it's four, yeah. And uh, you know, we just kind of we were shooting for the stars. We made some great music, excellent music, and um, you know, we got close a couple times. But you know that you know that old thing. You know, we were kind of marked men. At that point, at that time, trying to get a record deal, we, were, we still kind of had the hex 
Uh, I think that, yeah, I think it's weird because, I mean, I think it's the good and bad thing, right? You had success as Trickster, but no, no one's going to look at you as Trickster. You had because... success, not enough, unfortunately, not enough to retire on. Right. Um, to that point. But but it's crazy because, like, you, your solo stuff is nothing even in the realm of it. Like, it's totally, totally different. Not like you're trying to sound different. It's just your voice is totally different, you know. So you expect one thing, and you, you know, your solo stuff is just totally different. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm, you know, having not been the singer in Trickster, it's, you know, I kind of, anything people heard from me was going to be a surprise because they really didn't hear me sing, you know, lead, you know, a couple of songs on the covers. Right. Where I was, you know, putting on my masculine voice, <laughs> but <laughs> I wasn't real like singing, singing. That was uh, impersonations. And um, No, but it feels more like a, a, a more of a modern, I hate the phrase modern rock, but it feels like, a, a, you know. A different type of rock. What I'm saying, it doesn't feel yeah, like I mean, it's. I have a, I have a pretty broad um, palette, and you know, being in um, newer bands as as well as being playing with Trickster and you know Eric Martin and Lita Ford and all these you know kind of heritage bands, so to speak. I, you know, but then being in a band like Ra and uh, now Fozzy and. You know, I've played with all kinds of bands, hours and different styles of music. And I've always kind of kept, you know, my kind of finger on the pulse, really. And um, I just love all, si- all sorts of music. So I've always been kind of in tune with current stuff. Um, so everything gets filtered through me. You know, I love the classic stuff. And I pull my, insp- my you know, my um, inspiration from everything that I've been a part of. And luckily, that's been a part of classic and current, and it all gets filtered through me, and in a, in an organic way, it kind of comes out in my it music. Kind of sounds like modern, but not modern, but like blurs lines between classic and new, and you know, like you know, yeah. I didn't really have a goal as far as you know, saying you know, I didn't force anything. Go well, I need it to be modern, or you know, I need to stay true to my roots. No. This solo stuff is a good rock sound. It's just different and. You know, most fans are like, they're tunnel fans, especially rock fans. Are, you know, they're like, oh, they're expecting it's going to be like another version of Trickster, right. you know, mm-hmm. or people can hear that and be like, oh, Trickster, I'm more of a rock person. I'm not, you know, so you're really in two worlds. You know, like in yeah, two I world. mean, well, the thing is, you know, with Trickster, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, for the most part, it, it, Steve's the primary songwriter in Trickster. And, mm-hmm. you know, he and I work well together in the sense that, you know, the songs usually start with him. He comes to me with the ideas and, you know, if if the song needs some work, I'll edit, add a bridge, a chorus, something, you know, kind mm-hmm. of customize what he's trying to get down, you know, but basically it, he hands me a bowl of clay and says, you know, this is, this is cool. Right. You know, and, and I kind of go, yep, there we go. And that's it. You know, so um, it's always worked like that. And it's, and it's worked great because um, uh I get to still get my hand, my my input, my hands in on it, mm-hmm. and um, kind of help him get his ideas through. Different. All right, so so you're at Trickster. Are you taking a break? It's on the shelf. You guys go throw your bands. Where, where where does rock come about in this in this story? Rock came about in the middle of. Uh, I guess me and Steve were in the tail end of Forty Foot Ringo, but turning it into Stereo Fallout, and uh, I got a call to join Rock. I got called to join Rob before they got signed, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, we were, I was real close 
to a deal with Steve with 40 Foot Ringo. So I couldn't join Raw at the time. They weren't signed yet. So although I liked the music, um, I just couldn't walk away from what, you know, we put in and been so close to getting a deal. So um, I had to kind of respectfully decline at that point. I was going to do some shows with them, but they never surfaced. And then uh, about eight months later, Sahaj called me again. They were out on tour with Stone Sour. And he's like, I got to get rid of my bass player. And you got you got to come out like right now. So I'm like, all right, I'm in now. Cause we never wound up getting a deal around that time. Yeah. So we were kind of scratching our heads a little bit. And then he called me. I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm out. So you, so you guys already had a previous relationship with him before getting the band. That's kind of. Yeah. A little bit. A, fr- a mutual friend of ours hooked us up. And um, like I said, called me before they got their deal at universal. And then literally a couple months later, he got a deal at universal and released the record and started doing really good. And then I joined and finished the whole, like, basically almost a, almost a year of touring on that first record. And then been in the band ever since. And here we are. Cause they have a couple, they have a couple other, a couple albums out, right? Two, three. Uh, God, what's it like? Um, let me see from one duality. Um, critical mass. We have raw. We have black sun. Um, there's like a, a B sides thing. I might be forgetting one. And we have one coming out March. I start uh, writing that first record of mine right around the time that, right just before I joined Ra, I think. And it was really just kind of like, even before that, like when me and Steve were just doing nothing but writing and recording, like every day. And mm-hmm. there'd be songs that I wrote, full songs. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't good for what we're doing. So let me just record it. And so I have it because it's, you know, it's still a song that I wrote that I want to record. So I just had this collection of songs and that goes back to 2001. And even before that. That was a good collection. Um, yeah. And I, I just kind of sat on it for so long because, you know, getting kicked around with the 40 foot Ringo thing and dealing with the labels. And then even with Ra, we were on Universal and great being on Universal Republic Records, but also a real pain in the ass. You know, we got kicked around with that bit, with that label too. And I was really just kind of soured on the whole major label and record label thing. So these songs I was writing, I wasn't making a record to like, all right, you know, well, I got my demo time to shop. You know, I was just writing songs for the love of writing music and that's mm-hmm. what I do. So, you know, um, I just let them sit. Like I felt that they were kind of timeless. So I'm like, all right, well, they're not losing steam sitting here. You know, it's a shame, but They'll come out when they're ready, you know, when I'm ready to do it. So after we finished recording Trickster's fourth full-length record, Human Era, um, I was like, you know what? While we're in the studio, me and Steve were doing that record. And I'm like, you know what? I got a couple more songs. Let me bang out these next couple songs. And now's the time. Now all I can do is I can put it up in the cloud, put them on YouTube, and everyone will hear the songs. It's easy now. I don't have to worry about getting a record deal. I don't want to do that, you know, um, I would listen to one, you know, pick apart the songs or try to direct me. You know, I could just kind of put it out there. So that's yeah, it came out on Melodic Rock Records, um, small independent label that uh, kind of showed up um, in the 11th hour, really, when I was, you know, ready, ready to just put it out. 
And Andrew McNeese said, hey, I love this song. And, you know, send me some more. I'm like, all right, if you could take the burden off me of having to sell it out of my trunk, sure, why not? You know, I'm not looking to get, I know I'm not going to get rich off of this. Just want it out there. And somebody else do the headache of, you know, the logistical stuff. And, you know, somebody else helped me sell it. So it basically did that. Well, well, so I joined Lita Ford's band in 2009 after we put Trickster back together in 2008, played with her for about four years and then put Raw back together. So then I put a Trickster record out, then a Raw record, and then my solo record. Second Trickster record came out in 2016. And then um, my first solo record came out. And then after that, um, started playing with Eric Martin, basically in 2016, and um, doing that. And Steve was playing too, right? With you guys, yeah, all you guys. I've seen some clips on. Hey, musically, you guys sound great together. But I've seen some of the backstage clips of you guys just goofing off. You guys are hilarious. Oh, we're yeah, we're a bunch of. Oh my god, I was in tears. There's a couple of them out there. I was in tears. And you haven't even seen the outtakes. <laughs> oh, I can just imagine your stomach was hurt after being on tour with you guys, the three of you guys oh, together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's actually hard touring together because we laugh so much that, like, our voices are shot the next day just from laughing so hard. It's a good chemistry, though. You guys all sound good together. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, good. It, that, that is another lightning in the bottle situation. You guys should do something together, you know. Yeah, I know. You know. We've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. Steve's been talking about it. Eric's been talking about it. <laughs> It's a matter of doing it. Doing it? Yeah. Who was playing drums for you guys when you guys were doing that? Uh, Joey Casada. He was in a band called ZO2. Mm-hmm. And um, he had a, a TV show on, uh, what network was it? IFC, maybe? Um, called, uh, was it called ZO2? Sure. I know I saw him in a, I saw him in a clip. I just couldn't remember who it was. And, yeah. then, and then I saw a live stuff and he sounds good. I just, yeah, it was nobody was just sticking out and I'm sure he's great because you guys aren't going to have somebody that's not good. And you're yeah. not going to have somebody that's not, not going to fit in the, uh, the humor troupe you guys have, the comedy yeah, troupe. Definitely the missing piece of the puzzle for sure. That, that is, that is so good to hear there. So between that and your, your rock and roll comedy circus, then, then. Then I started you, writing this new record. Um, about two and a half years ago, just uh, started with one song that turned into two songs, and then I went and recorded those. And then I uh, wasn't really looking to do a record, but I start. I had taken a little time off from writing, um, just being busy with kids and stuff like that, and yeah. touring. Just you know, I was kind of shut out from it a little bit. And I kind of popped the cap and. Uh, I just started writing again. So before I knew it, I had like four or five songs. I'm like, all right, I guess five songs. Now I'm over the hump. I guess I'm doing a record. <laughs> so um, I started working with a couple of different people just to shake it up a little, get some different sounds and vibes. And, uh, I mean like producers or other musicians? Uh, producers and musicians. Cause like I worked with Sahaj from Ra on four okay. songs of the record. And um you know, having worked together for like t- how many years now, you know, he knows exactly where I'm coming from. So I had a little, lot of trust in him um, to get what I, where I was going with these songs. And of course, you know, he did, came out, you know, stuff he did with me was amazing. Um, and I worked with a guy, Chuck Alcazian in Michigan, who Trickster worked with and, Skid Mills down in Nashville, who 
I worked with with Steve in uh, Stereo Fallout. And then I did a couple songs at Steve's house. And uh, before I knew it, I was done. I managed to squeak out the last couple songs during the uh, pandemic and got the record out at the end of September. Um, I joined Fozzy, and um, there's a new record coming out with Fozzy this year, too. So we have a tour booked, you know, whether it happens or not, it remains to be seen. We're hoping it's in the, you know, spring. So uh, spring of dates, I mean, it's a couple of weeks in April and then it's a whole month of May. So uh, we'll see. I mean, but even if, and it's, it's kind of a makeup tour because it was booked twice or three times last year, it kept getting pushed back. Um, but nonetheless, we'll still be out because the new record's coming out. And um, so we're going to be out touring supporting that for sure till probably till next year well into next oh. year all right so we got the new album you get the fozzy and any more raw coming out any more raw yeah anything else uh, yeah there's there? a new single coming out i think pretty soon um but i think the record comes out march 19th okay so we'll put i'm gonna put all the, we'll put all the links of everything you're doing you know it's yeah. gonna be a long list it's gonna be like long list <laughs> Like the commandments, I'm gonna be holding up this list and this one five, fifteen, ten. Yeah, yeah. So we'll support that. I want to have everybody check you out. You know, your website, your Instagram, and everything. Yeah, thanks. Um, and we have more stuff. I want you to come back and promote it. You know, cool. Um, I want to thank I, you for being on. I have more stuff. I know, right? You, you, I have all challenges for you. And we didn't, even talk, we didn't even talk about quarantine. My what? My eighties kiss. Uh, oh, that's right. Band with Jericho. Oh, wait, it, in my defense, so many people are doing it. I don't even know. Like, I just, I'm just like, oh, a new, a new gathering of musicians just doing a song. No. <laughs> so please. Yeah. So um, Chris texts me one day. And he's like, hey, you like 80s Kiss? I'm like, sure. He's like, so Kent Sucher, who's plays, uh, he's Luke Bryan's drummer. He's like, mm-hmm. him and Joe McGinnis from his band Classic 78 doing, and myself are doing a cover of no, 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 and Heart of Chrome, need a bass player, and you're the guy. You know, you toured with Kiss on the Revenge Tour, and, you know, it's just perfect. So I'm like, absolutely. So, um, you know, this was this was back in, like, March when it was just kind yeah. of really new. You know, it hadn't blown up the whole, you know, virtual, you know, um, cover thing. And the and, remote uh, playing. So we started doing it, and, you know, I figured, yeah, cool, you know, throw up on YouTube and stuff. But, you know, if you know Chris Jericho, he doesn't do anything small. So before I knew it, I, we had a top 25 single at rock radio with No, 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 making it. What a great song to do, though. That's so obscure. I love when bands do something like you're like, I would, that's not a song I thought. But Right, exactly. And it became the highest charting song off of uh, um, Crazy Nights. It's a good. That's a good album. I think that album's underrated myself. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, is- great video. And then we did Heart of Chrome. We got Bruce Guerra, Kiss. And um, I was also able to do my pay homage to the 70s Kiss, too. I did a couple uh, Kiss covers with Joe McGinnis and uh, Charlie Benante and John Five. We did uh, All the Way and um, Mr. Speed. And uh, I think I, I, I saw that. This, I was getting confused because I felt like, wait, I feel like you were in a couple different things. That's yeah, why. I am, you know. You were everywhere. You... I, I would let me go now before I start to think of some more. <laughs> You're all, all right. Day. Well, I want to thank you. I mean, I'm glad you came on, and you know, we'll have you back again and promote cool. some more of your stuff. Okay. 
Thanks, man. Yeah, you know. it, John. All right, man. Thanks for right, listening. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Right, Bye. Thanks, man.